What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 128. In this episode, I interview longtime acquaintance and now certainly friend, Mr. Brandon LaRue. Brandon is a man with many commas. He's a husband, he's a father, he's a coach, he's an athlete, he's an entrepreneur, an author, an outdoorsman, and surely many more commas to come. Now, in this episode, Brandon and I discuss many of the life lessons that come from entrepreneurship, from his experience in athletics, from fatherhood, and from years of personal and professional growth. So if you're a parent, if you're a business owner, if you're a coach, and or you're just looking to learn from others' valuable experiences, then this episode is going to be for you. As always, I hope you enjoy. Leave a positive rating and review uh, in iTunes, and make sure you share this with someone who you think can resonate. Appreciate you so much. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. Brandon LaRue, welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. I'm just happy to be here. It's like I was telling you, it's a rainy day in Minnesota, and it's my daughter's birthday, so we might as well podcast. <laughs> totally. Do you know Do you know I'm from Minnesota, right? I think I knew that. Just Do you remember how we actually... <laughs> so, yes, I, I mean vaguely, but I was going to ask you the same thing. But dude, tell me your story here, because I got to hear it from your, your standpoint. Okay. Uh, so I was... I mean, I met your mother, and right. I, I forgive me, I don't remember her first name. Patrice. Patrice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It rings a bell now. And we were just on a flight to, I don't even know what flight. Uh, we were, no idea. Where we were going. But so I sat next to this nice lady, and we were just one of those plain friends that you make. And, yeah. And we just started talking about all the things and what do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? Hey, my son also is in that line of work. I'm like, oh, really? And then she, she you know, shared your name and we got connected on Facebook and I kind of just found out that we have a ton in common. And yeah. this is, interestingly, this is the first time I think we've talked. This is like our first formal conversation, although I swear when you guys were on the plane or getting off the plane, she called me and said, here, someone wants to talk to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Which is, which is classic Patrice Brown material. Is it? Like is she it does really? this shit all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, hello. You're like, Hey, it's Brandon. It could have been with 10 other different people and probably was with all of the above, but I swear she put us yeah. in a conversation. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? She's hey, like, man. He's like, I don't know. Or your mom wanted us to connect. I'm like, Oh, sweet. So yeah. anyways, dude, it's certainly a pleasure to connect formally yeah. since we connected obviously years ago. I don't even know how long that was since we started following each other and having mm -hmm. conversations and stuff, but obviously we're in the same wavelength in terms of health and fitness and nutrition and performance and family and yeah. fathers and mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So I've certainly appreciated just kind of following you over the years and resonated with, with what you have to say. And it's, mm -hmm. we're certainly speaking the same language, which is obviously why I wanted to share that with our community. And so 
why don't you just give us a little quick background about, you know, what it is that you're currently doing and we can kind of jump into some of the background behind that, but what are you currently up to, Brandon? Yeah. So the last two years, the big project in my life, uh, as far as, you know, career and work and stuff like that in entrepreneurship has been building a brand called Well-Built Humans. Building a brand, as you know, or anyone who's who's tried is is an undertaking. It's not like something that just you snap your fingers and voila, you have this awesome brand. Totally. <laughs> it's, it's a total grind uh, of providing content that people want to consume and value and, f- and in most cases, free value, free, sure. free, free. And then figuring out how to, how to monetize something like that. So that's what I've been up to. Well, humans was born out of adversity, like a lot of good things. And I had a previous business. My wife and I were a part of that was um, nutrition and supplement business. And to no fault of our own, we had, we had a lot of success for about a decade and um, it collapsed on us. So we were forced to kind of pivot, you know, and I had to make a decision personally if, and for my family, if I wanted to continue down entrepreneurship or nine to five, so to speak. And uh, just with our, you know, family values and stuff like that, I, I just, we feel strongly, we want to be the loudest voices in our children's lives and spend as much time as we can with them. So that's why Well-Built Humans was formed. And so Well-Built Humans is a human performance brand. And um, originally, and, and still the biggest part of it is kettlebell training. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do um, live kettlebell training. And so I do all the programming and all that stuff for a, a community of about 75 people that's slowly right. growing. And that's my preferred method of training for myself. Maybe we'll talk about stuff that like that down for the sure. road. But it's also evolved to, um, I also have a kettlebell and I've also, in the last six months, launched a supplement line called Well-Built Supplements. Great. So i got these different channels working off of Well-Built Humans. So sp- spinning a few plates. <laughs> but- 100%, as you should as an entrepreneur. And when I asked you when we first jumped on the call, I'm like, what's going on? You're like, well, what's not going on? Which I fully <laughs> understand because you know I'm in much much the same position in terms of building a brand and building a coaching business and you know having supplements as well. And, and it's a significant undertaking. I don't want to like dig the knife, so to speak, but I would love to know more because I remember, you know, we've been communicating over the years and I know you were having a lot of success with kind of your, your supplement nutrition business previously. Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested in kind of learning more about just kind of experience around what happened with sure. you have a seemingly thriving business and then yeah. almost overnight it's gone. Yeah, would you sure. mind sharing a little bit about that? Yeah, not at all. Not at all. I was an advocate distributor. Mm-hmm. So Avicure, if you're not familiar, wasn't, it still is a brand. It's just, it was a network marketing, multi-level direct sales, however you interpret that. People interpret sure. that a lot of different ways. Model, and it was that way for 25 years. And so I, I was a, and how I got into that, I wasn't like some guy that would typically be inclined to that type of business model. I kind of got into it organically. I was a strength coach. In professional baseball, I was in the minor league system mm-hmm. for for the Chicago Cubs, and my the head strength coach was on their sports advisory board. So we had some Avocare products floating around, and I started taking some and 
I wanted to know how to get it. And then you had to become a, you, you had to contact a distributor. So I ended right. up contacting a distributor who I really liked the guy and he had, he was successful. I'm like, gosh, that's interesting. Well, while I'm, you know, strength coaches in that line of work, <laughs> I mean, you, you don't get paid next. You no, know, not minor and especially minor league. I mean, it's bad yeah. enough major league, but I remember that the whole minor league deal. Cause I had a couple uh, options of, of doing some of that. I mean, you're basically yeah. working for free. For yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's gotten better, Ben, but um, like when I was there, I remember specifically, cause this is part of my story for doing the advocate business. Um, I was making the gross salary was 2175 a month. Yeah. I mean, and then, then, then there's taxes taken out of that. And then you had $500 for rent. I mean, you're living on a thousand bucks and I was 27 and I, I had just finished my master's degree and all these loans were hitting me. I'm like, I need something else. So I started to pursue Advocare because I liked, I really did. I liked the products. I thought they were quality and I started sharing those with some people in my, you know, family, friends, and I started to make a little money and I'm like, huh, well, I wonder how this guy is making several zeros behind what I'm earning. (laughs) How does that work? So it just became a, I think it is such a taboo topic, but I think it's a great industry. If you can find a, a, a product that you believe in and meets, you know, like a quality criteria, especially in, you know, through our lens, you and I lens mm-hmm. is very different than someone without that background. But, and I think the personal development and leadership environment is nearly second to none when you get into a good company. I mean, yeah. what they invest in, personal development is, was millions for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I needed to be around that type of people. I needed to be around strong, high character men. And it really changed my life. So as much as it, the ending didn't end as well as I wanted it to, because I thought this was going to be how I was going to provide for my family for a long time. It's hard to be bitter about it, you know, because all the blessings that were found within it. And that's how I got into it. And I mean, it ended up being pretty, I mean, wildly successful. We made a, you know, a couple million dollars in that, in that business. So Amazing. that's over no, the I, I think, of a long time, but not, that's not yeah, like and I, I think there, I think there's obviously varying opinions For around sure. uh, direct marketing and, and all that stuff. But I, I certainly uh, align with the growth potential, the personal development potential. And like at the end of the day, people like to, to put the kibosh on those types of business models. But the reality is that you still have to build a business. You oh, still absolutely. have to put in the work. You still have to make the connections. You still have to sell. You still have to right, personally develop and grow. And I appreciate that you're bringing that to the forefront. If you can align with a great product, why wouldn't you? You know, it's like, especially as we get older, right? Especially with families, especially as we start to look at the rest of our lives and that becomes more myopically focused than in the moment or, you know, what the bank account reflects or the ego and all of that type of stuff, right? Is we have to do what we have to do and why not do it on our own terms? Who gives a, you know, what, what other people think? Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the blessings within that of doing that is you develop some thick skin because mm-hmm. of the varying opinions of it. But, you know, no, 
you don't accomplish much in life by caring so much what other people think. I mean, you can respect them and disagree and move on. And I've learned to learn to do that because people just don't know what they don't know. Like a lot of things. <laughs> totally. So what happened with the business? So, okay. Yeah. So the, the big climax, man. So <laughs> everything was good. Everything was, I mean, I could get into some interesting um, stuff, but like everything was good. And then they changed the business model. The corporation did. There's nothing we could do. We got a call on April. I almost remember the day, like April 19th or something, April 16th. But to be clear, like, so, so just to, to set the stage so people understand is like you've spent all these years building this business. And one of the things about direct marketing, maybe you could just very briefly just explain, explain the models sure. to the point where, you know, you're making good money and yeah, you've got. Okay. So real quickly, a direct sales model to, uh, to be successful in it, to earn a good income with it. You gotta, you gotta lead other people to success. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can make some extra money by developing some customers and you can make heck, you can make 500 to a thousand bucks extra a month just by developing customers, maybe more than that, if you have a lot of influence, but the power in that model is, is in the, the royalty nature of it. So if I help Ben get help him have some customers who, so he's earning some income and teach him how to also teach train and show other people how to build their own business, all that, that starts to, it's exponential. Like I only know, you know, let's just say a hundred people. Well now through Ben, now we know this is simplified math, 200. If you start to work through people, you can get to thousands of people yeah. and all of that product that's flowing out in the marketplace because of your initiation, you get a fraction of all of that. And it took a lot of work. It took a lot of pounding the pavement. I've totally. done, I got, I did so many public, public speaking used to scare the daylights out of me. I did so many public speaking things, um, but now I actually enjoy it. And it's a, obviously a valuable skill. And anyway, so we did that for 10 years, grind, 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 grind. And it grew to be a rewarding income up until where we just were that two months out. Yep. So April 16th through whatever, 2018, we get a phone call from, from corporate. We got invited to a zoom and they basically said, we're changing our compensation plan. All the, all the downline is a little lingo. All the people that are beneath you in your organization, the only way you can earn income now is from your frontline customers. You can earn any of the royalties, any of the leadership commissions that you've earned and worked hard for over the years is gone in two Unreal. months. Unreal. Were so there any, any backlash lawsuits or anything? There were some attempts, but you know, when you sign a distributor agreement, it's about 90 pages long Yeah, and it's, yeah. and it, and it's uh click here. If you agree, so they cover, they cover their bases where if they make changes like that, there's really no recourse. Um, so, so got it. Got I it. appreciate you clarifying that. So you're at this crux, right? Like you've worked yep. all of these years. You, you, as you said, you've hit the pavement, you've grinded your ass off. I get it. And now it's like, holy crap, the rug was just swept out from under you. What do you do now? Yeah. Well, I think what I never stopped being me, you know, like I've always like, I mean, if there's one compliment that I'm most proud of when I, when I meet people and the relationships that I've built is that you're authentic and you're genuine. And so I've never really strayed too much from my passions. See, you see, Advocare was a health and nutrition and, and, and fitness company. 
So I stayed sharp. This is what I studied. It's what I went to school for. It's what I got my master's degree in. I was always coaching on the side because I enjoy working with athletes and and non-athletes alike. Cause I just, there's something in in my heart, I think it's wired in every human being that when you go serve other people and you go help them make, make them better. I mean, it makes you feel really good. There's fulfillment Mm -hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. So I've always kind of done that. Advocare was a vehicle for that. So when, but when that got cut off, I'm like, well, I'm just going to go find another thing. I'm just going to go create that experience for other people. So well built humans is still a lot of that, the same themes and emphasis on human development from a leadership standpoint, fitness standpoint, which I think the two are very, you know, people talk about personal development all the time, thinking it's all like leadership and how you think, but if you don't, I mean, fitness is like the best representation of personal development I could ever think of. There's no entitlement in it. It's 100% earned. Mm -hmm. That's why I think the two are so intertwined. Like you're going to go on a personal development journey. You might as well go on a fitness journey with it. (laughs) You're going to find out a lot about yourself. So I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought there. No. So, so you started uh, essentially, I'm assuming, you, you know, you started to develop well-built, uh, yes. well-built humans. And now you've got a few offshoots of that in terms of serving. Uh, are you working primarily with athletes or general population, both? General population right now, like my kettlebell training is largely, you know, guys and gals. So guys like you and gals that are relatively fit, maybe they, they got a history of fitness usually not you know people that are 100 pounds overweight although sure. i take i take situations like that case by case um sure. you know where i'll coach somebody through through that type of experience and some athletes i coach there's a private place in town that i coach in as well we get a lot of athletes so i get my athletes fixed with them what town um, are you in i'm in la crescent small town la crescent minnesota it's right by La Crosse, wisconsin okay Right across the river. Yeah. So I grew up in Minneapolis and St. Louis Park. You spent some time in Twin Cities, right? Yeah. In fact, I just moved back here two years ago. This is my hometown. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. How's that from going from Twin Cities? Oh, well, I'm kind of small town, like vibe guy anyway. Like I love to hunt and fish and this area is like epic for that. So it it fits kind of who I am, the cities. I mean, I didn't mind the cities, although I wouldn't think I'd want to live there, Mm. (laughs) you know, recently, especially now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, I lived there for 15 years, Ben, and coached there. And so, um, but being back is interesting because you leave with, I left at 18, you know, to go to school and stuff like that. Of course I came back and visit family and stuff, but you leave with an 18 year old mindset of what you, what you're, town was and then you go away for interestingly i was gone for 18 years and then i'm back at 30 when we moved back i was 36 and i'm seeing this town as it's evolved or or maybe through my own you know evolving and it's different and i've kind of watched my town from afar i'm athletic like i'm i think coaching i'm very i'm a coach at heart so i think about sports and my experiences and, and the molding of kids and from afar i saw my town really let's just say struggle. And like they, this is a town of 5,000 people, not a, not a large town, but a town that should at least be able to field a football team. I mean, they, they, they had to cancel varsity football for two years because they can't get kids out for football. 
and they can't get kids out for wrestling. They had five kids, seven through 12 in their wrestling program. And I'm like, so from afar, 18 years ago, I mean, I mean, we were had numbers up the, right up the yin yang. And so part of being back and we had to downsize our lifestyle and stuff like that because of the business thing. But part of moving back here specifically, was because I felt, you know, a little bit called back to like help reinstall some vintage culture and some, you know, more blue collar hard work ethic that I think is not just missing in this town. Don't get me wrong. I think it's missing in a lot of. What do you think has changed over the years? Well, I mean, some of the obvious things, I think there's a lot of more distractions for a young person nowadays sure. than there, than there is when you and I, I mean, I yeah. think the, the cell phone came right. about when I was a freshman in college. Totally. So, yep. so in video games were a thing, but not really mm-hmm. a thing. And so I think, I think the distractions in social media, I think is a huge piece of it. And then uh, at least in our community, like the, the, we used to have a good chunk of rural kids that brought like this blue collar farm work ethic that you didn't complain. You didn't make excuses, even if you were a city kid, because you knew your buddy had to get up at 5 a.m. to milk cows and you got to sleep in. Right. And they're still there right next to you grinding. So mm. there isn't that anymore. It's this talent. We've been we've been softened. Mm. <laughs> the, so, but the thing is, I'm hesitant to, I don't want to speak down on the younger generation because I, I see so much potential and I get to work with them. And I, I think the, the, the parents, it's like the generational softness, if that's even a, a term, you know, sure. we get, you know, hard, good times create soft people. And we've had some good times in the last how many decades and sure. we've gotten softer, softer, softer. And all of a sudden we got a soft generation parenting softer kids. And so I think we need to realize that as, as Americans, as humans, we have a much greater potential than what we're doing right now. And you just have to speak it into kids and you got to coach it. And, you, and interestingly, when you are not, not a dis, I'm a pretty fun coach to be around, I think anyway, but when you crack the whip and you get disciplined on them and you crack down on them, it's interesting how much they thrive when you really give them barriers and you have expectations, how they can still continue to rise to that. And everyone needs structure and discipline, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, Absolutely. everyone needs it. And I don't know, I mean, especially if we're talking nutrition and fitness, like yeah. what is possibly the single greatest aspect of coaching, right? In any capacity that helps people thrive is, is actually having accountability, actually having discipline, actually help, having someone help them create structure, right? Like we all need it. We all need yes. coaching on every single level on business coaching on right? teaching us how to eat healthy, teaching us how to move, mm-hmm. uh, you name it, create relationships, nurture relationships, right? Right. Um, all of that stuff. So I would agree with that. So as you're progressing through your career here, cause you have three kids. Yeah. So, yeah. so three kids now, what are their ages? Eight, six, almost six. She'll be six soon. And then three, three today. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, right, right. So happy birthday to the little one. So you definitely have your your hands full with a uh, new business. And mine are pretty comparable. We have uh, 11, nine and six. Oh yeah. So, yeah I'm just a few years behind you. Same age. Yeah. And, and I think I'm just a couple years older than you. So pretty much right on there, but I'm interested in kind of seeing how your perspective 
to, this is going to be a nebulous question, but how your perspective to business and, and kind of life and growth, uh, specifically within health and fitness and, and nutrition and supplementation has kind of evolved as you, you know, as you got married, as you started to have kids, um, as you, as you created your own business, like it's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think as those as I've added moving pieces and plates to my life, I've, I've learned I needed to be, I need to have more structure mm-hmm. and add another level of discipline to my life. So I think, again, this is, this transcends entrepreneurship and fitness and nutrition. Like you said before, this is for anybody looking to get better in their life is providing those boundaries. So any area that I struggle with, I realize it's because I'm pretty undisciplined in that area. But to answer your question, so like I, I become very ritualistic and, and regimented because if people don't know who Jocko Willink is, but like the cliche discipline equals freedom. And it's the truth. Yeah. The more disciplined you become, the more freedom you create in your life, the more freedom of thought you have, the more freedom of time you have, the more efficient you become. Um, you're not as tempted by other things. So I get up early in the morning. I mean, I have you know, I get up at 4.30 and I usually always wake up before my alarm because I've been doing this for so long. I just, you know, I go to bed at 9.30, I get up at 4.20, 4.27 or whatever. And that's early, right? You know, some people are like, oh man, that guy's a psycho. Well, not really. I think it's brilliant. I mean, it's not my idea, so I can call it brilliant. I'm not calling myself brilliant, but I get two and a half, three hours of work done while you're sleeping. And so I have such a head start on the day. And a lot of times I get this question from buddies and people, I, my neighbor down the street, do you ever work? <laughs> I always see you fishing. I always see you hunting. I always see your vehicle in the driveway. I'm like, well, A, I work at home. Okay, so mm. let's answer that. But B, by the time it's noon, I've had seven and a half, almost eight hours yeah, of work. Day working. Yep. While you're, you got your butt out of bed at eight. And started working at nine, you know, and then I, and as an op- entrepreneur, you know, I can work as hard as I want. So I can sprinkle things in as I go out to my yeah. day. I've learned how to not waste time. There, now there's a flip side to that. I think there's a, there's a negative piece to that too. And I'll explain, but I've learned to be efficient, multitask. If I got 10 minutes while I'm waiting in a waiting room or whatever's going on, I'll, I'll use that time usually efficiently. I try not to scroll and troll too much, um, yeah. but most of my business is on the internet. So <laughs> you got to be plugged in a little bit. The flip side to that though, is, is, is learning to be present in, in all the moments that you have as a father and as husband, be able to sh- shut down all the distractions and be present with my family. Um, I'm still learning how to be better at that. Um, it's a tough so one. It is. I want to be great at it and I'm not great at it yet. You and me both, man. I don't have any wisdom to that other than, you know, I I mean, I think that's just, just learned behaviors. And Mm -hmm. I think of creating further structure in your life to afford the opportunity to just say, this is when I have to to cut it off, just, you know, prioritizing things as, as effectively as possible. But that's also the beauty value freedom. Yes. really above everything else is, is mm-hmm. I've always said, you know, primarily is I want to have the freedom. I want to have the flexibility to live the life that I want to live, which early on means 
you know, I, we don't have the money to travel. We don't have the money to do much other than I'm just going to continue to, to plug away at, at my dream of owning my own business because one, I'm unemployable and you may have found that for yourself as well. But two is I have a much greater vision of what, right. what I want my life to look like, what I want a business to look like, who, and, and how many people I want to help. And within that, it's a situation where now we've been able to go on vacations and I've been able to like literally shut it down, you know, for a week. And I might sneak in a peek here or there, but just having the opportunity to do that, um, I think is, uh, is incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, and is probably the single greatest aspect of entrepreneurship, right? Absolutely. Hands down within your growth as, you know, a father, as a husband, as a business owner, I guess, how do you create, like you've talked about your, your morning structure. Uh, and I'm certainly with you there. I, I have clients email me back, you know, I'll email them at like three 30 or four in the morning. So I don't, I don't sleep great. And I'm up usually at all hours working um, Same. and they're like, dude, what are you doing? Um, but you know, how do you kind of create the, the discipline in your life? And, and I guess maybe more importantly, how do you teach others to, and what would you say to others that are like, well, I can't afford to, you know, get up at four 30 or I have to, you know, I have to be at a the job from, from eight to five and punch in and punch out. And I wish I had the opportunity to do what you do. And I guess, you know, what would you say to others that perhaps are lacking the discipline, perhaps need a little bit of motivation, um, so on and so forth. Uh, I think I try to inspire people. Um, you know, I think inspiration has the, is a powerful tool if you, if you know how to do it. And if you, and, and what I mean, what I mean by that is like, I feel like if you can inspire somebody to change, it's a lot easier. So if you can help them wrap a purpose around why, what the benefits are of making these changes, if you can inspire them and you can help them see the fruit of it rather than like, Hey, um, I know we talk fitness and nutrition a lot, but like, you know, getting up early to work out so you can drop 15 pounds. That's not very inspirational, mm-hmm. you know, like helping them understand what, what that newfound freedom will be like, but then also being real, like, Hey, look, this is going to suck for a little bit. You know, you're going to have to get up early. You're going to have to go to bed earlier. You're going to have to, you know, make some lifestyle changes. And, but you gotta understand you're writing a story here right now. Like you gotta, you know, do you ever seen an inspirational movie before Frank? Yeah. I love Rocky or uh, I love miracle. Okay. Well, why do you think you liked it? It's because somebody went through some sucky stuff to get to a pretty awesome place. Well, not, you're going to have to go, you know, into a sucky place for a little bit and maybe it won't even suck that bad. It's just going to be harder because you've been lazy. And I'm also kind of a, I shoot people straight, but I think I do a good job of, developing relationships with people so I can go there. Mm -hmm. But people need to need some unvarnished truth from time to time and not sugarcoat it, you know, and just be like, look, you've had 10, 10 years of some lazy habits. Look at you. Like, but here's the king. You know how much we can reverse in 90 days. You can reverse 10 years of crappy, crappy habits in 90 days. Like it's not going to take us 10 years. I just need you to give 90 days because if we can get through 90 days, man, we're probably going to be all right. You know, I mean, 
that I've just found that time frame works really well. And psych yeah. research actually shows that too. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's a certainly brilliant start to, to getting someone in the right direction, but I like how you're outlining like, look, man, it's going to suck. It's going <laughs> to suck before it gets better. And people don't really want to hear that, but they certainly do want to hear, you know, what it's going to look like at the end of the journey, because that's what everyone's looking for. Like, yeah, 15 pounds. Okay, cool. I don't know. Is, the, is it significant? They don't, they don't know if it's significant yeah, it's, or not. Like, I just want to feel like, you know, I just want to feel like that person that has the energy, right. That I want to have. And I want to come home and want to have the energy to play with my kids and invest time right. with my wife and, yeah. you know, like be able to go out on the weekends and hunt and fish and, or, or just be able to play some pickup sports and not have my knees freaking killing me and yeah. not be sore for another week. Yeah. So that's just, I mean, that's, you just expounded on that purpose. You just got to help them tie it to something that is going to, is going to extend far beyond the, the goal is reached. You know, if it's some outcome based goal, which I don't, I'm not a huge fan of outcome based goals other than I think we got to have something measurable, but habit based mm. goals are, are more powerful in my opinion is, is helping them create the habits that will likely lead them to the goal. So when they get to the goal that they, the habits are there and they'll actually stay <laughs> at some sort of ma maintainable goal or, you know, help them see beyond that even. But the thing, the biggest struggle I've had over the years with, with, with my experiences in coaching is when people get really good results for a time and then I stop coaching them and, and then I come into contact with them randomly and I, or I see a picture of them on Facebook and I go, what happened? Now that could be perceived as judgmental. Like you don't know what happened in their life. You're right. I don't. Something really bad could have happened, but I got a counter argument to that. When bad things happen in your life, isn't that all the more reason to have some positive, good, healthy habits going for you? So it doesn't just compound the negativity. I mean, crappy stuff happens to everybody. Isn't that all but, the more reason that you need to have the structure and discipline in place in the first place? It's absolutely. like, no, dude, that's it. I mean, everyone's like, oh, there's, you know, it's not a good time right now. Do you tell me when is a good time? There's mm -hmm. never a good time, not with our lifestyles. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you better develop the, the skills, the habits, the discipline, the structure that's actually going to serve you at the worst times yes. or else what's keeping you from just digging yourself deeper and deeper and deeper into that hole. Yes. yes. That's when you rely on those things. That's what we talk about a lot with clients. It's like that's when you can really turn and rely on those things without taking more of the mental bandwidth and energy and, and adding more stress to the plate of like, what am I going to eat? How do I, how do I prepare it? What about my workouts? Like, how do I control the situation when I'm on the road? Like you already know how to do that stuff. It's autopilot. It's behaviorally ingrained, whether it's right. 90 days or six months or a year or whatever. Yep. Right. It's all the more reason that you've got to figure out how to start to put that stuff on autopilot. Yep. Great. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, I just you, no, you, no. Fired, you fired me up on that one. So yeah, and I'm with go, you hundred <laughs> percent. So tell me what uh you got three three little little ones. What have been some of the kind of guiding principles or lessons that you've picked up over the last eight years of being a, dad. Of being a father that kind of have 
enlightened you, have, have helped you become a better human, a better coach, a better father? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, well, let's start here. So I have a son. My oldest is a son, uh, Brooks. Brooks is eight. Livia is all, she'll be six in August and Brady daughter just turned three and they each teach you something different. Right. I mean, Brooks is my firstborn. He's, he's my only boy and he's starting to get into sports and I'm, I'm learning that he's very different than me. And as much as I, you know, you want your dads can probably relate this, like, you know, I want him to be, have this warrior mentality. Well, cause <laughs> you, you know? were, a, you were an athlete growing up. Right? I was, and I was, yeah. And my, and I was just very different. I was very competitive, like in my nature, I wanted to win and I wanted to be, I was an achiever. It's just, it was ingrained in me and he's much more passive has to really, you really have to lead him to do things. And he's, and he's the most compassionate, kind kid, which is a really good thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning how to navigate, you know, fathering him and and also he's I'm a coach in many of the things too um, with those positive attributes that he gets like, like from his mother and trying to help him be more well-rounded in some of these other areas and I mean the, he's a he's a very strong young boy and because he's been working out with me since he was four now don't get me wrong like I'm not talking regimented he just Here's, we could get on down a trail of modeling with parents totally. and, and maybe this is great to talk about, but like, he's seen me do it all these years. He's watched how I eat. He's, he's seen me train. And ever since he was old enough to pick up a weight, he wanted to, because dad did. Mm -hmm. And so now, um, for a long time, he wanted to, cause dad did, but now he's growing, he's maturing, you know, um, he's becoming his own person and and there's, and there's distractions of electronics and stuff. Now I'm having to teach him discipline, you know, like it's becoming a little more effort to get him to come do some of this stuff with me. Um, but so that, but that's a lesson in and of itself. My middle child, Livia, Livia's got special needs. I've, I've probably learned the most about myself through an experience of being a special needs father than I've become so self-aware of my shortcomings as a human being. Um, and I've grown so much in, I'm still kind of, it's interesting. You like, I, I don't, I have like this, I don't know if that dichotomy is the word of compassion. I'm very compassionate, but at the same time, I'm kind of a hard nosed coach, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And I get, I get that from, you know, being her father, she's got a really rare form of epilepsy. So she's nonverbal. Mm -hmm. So she, she, she can't, she communicates, but not, how you and I are communicating. Sure. It's, you know, coos and, and how facial expressions and she can't walk or, um, you know, she's in a wheel, she's wheelchair bound, but this is where it all comes about, you know, perspective. And when people say crappy things happen in life, it's one of the biggest blessings of my life is how some people might perceive a crappy uh, event. It's all about perspective, Ben, like how these things happen in our life. Um, when she was born, we didn't, we didn't know what to expect. We, we just rolled with it. We have a strong faith in God. That's a big anchoring point for our family. And so we know that there's, you know, a purpose and a reason for all of it. And, um, but it's been one of the most ri rich and amazing relationships I could have 
with anyone, but she's my daughter and having to learn how to communicate. And I, I mean, I don't know if you know this and maybe you do. I wrote a book on this. It's called special strengths lessons from Livia. Livia's her name. And I talk about these 20 lessons that she's taught me and that's worth a read. And I'm not just trying to plug that. I really feel like it's, it's a, a perspective shifting book for anybody. It's not just a father daughter thing. It's just, it transcends all of that. And, and there's lessons that she teaches me that I think can teach the masses of people. And what's interesting is it's coming from a nonverbal, beautiful little girl, you know? Um, so it just shows us how much we can learn from somebody who, who has special needs, which I call special strengths. Cause when you, gosh, I could talk about this a long time, man, but what I've come to realize what the world would, would call someone with special needs. It's interestingly, when you start to spend time, I could just spend a lot of time with her is you could begin to realize, well, a you and I both have special needs too. <laughs> right. And and I become almost envious in a way of how strong she is in areas that I, I suck and, mm. and how much um, I want to say I, perfect, but let me explain. Like she's, we're so flawed. I mean, if, if anything in our society and culture right now is showing us we are massively flawed. Very much so. And when I, when I look at her and other kids or adults, whatever with with what we call special needs. I'm like, man, I'm not so sure. I, I think that special strengths, like they don't care what other people think. They're not ingrained with all these sinful habits and behaviors. Sure. And I'm just kind of like amazed by it. And I'm like the way she communicates. I'm like, <laughs> I think she might be a better communicator than I am with words, mm. you know? <laughs> so that's been one of the most interesting and will continue to be one of the most interesting and rich relationships of my life will be with my daughter, Livia. Um, and then Brady, she's man, she is spicy. She has all the emotions every single day. So she's three. You said she's three today, right? She's three today. Oh yeah, so, baby. Yeah. Right. So I'm learning. Oh man. I'm just learning how to temper my emotions with, with, or let me put it this way. She's me in a three-year-old girl. <laughs> so she's very passionate and very spicy. So I'm learning how to like, you were me when I was that age. So I, I have to temper my patience with her. She's teaching me patience. How are you guys managing growing the business? Because your wife's involved with the business as well, right? She is, um, but it's largely, largely me. Did your wife work outside the home or is she in, does she stay at home? Yeah, she was for years. And then over the past year, um, she's come on to, for us to work together with BSL Nutrition. However, as it, as it goes, you know, with, with COVID, with online, uh, nurturing the kids when they had to do online schooling. We've, yes. So it's sort of, yes. she's being tugged in a lot of different areas, yeah. which is giving me the leverage to be all in. Okay. Right. So you just, I was going to say, women are amazing. Uh, a wife, you know, like yours, like mine is, is an immense blessing. And so while is she really involved in my business? Not much, but she is because of all the reasons you just mentioned. 
she, what she does inside those doors. Cause I'm in my office, my big, I have a big garage. It's beautiful. By the way, I see all the kettlebells <laughs> in the background yeah. and yeah, man. living the dream. Just a man cave <laughs> redefining the man cave. But while, you know, just to those doors, she's taking care of the kids and doing all the things with, you know, that COVID crisis. And she's got, she's got a little side hustle of her own. She's doing pretty good with um, right. in the makeup industry. So I'm proud of her. And I mean, we're a good team in a, you know, healthy marriage is man. It's all teamwork, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. Uh, but that's yeah. beautiful to have that kind of support. I mean, you can't ask for, you can't ask for more than that. You can't ask for more than, you know, healthy children to learn from, to grow from, to teach you invaluable lessons, yeah. right. To, to learn the experiences of, of running your own business, becoming the type of person that you need to, in order to be successful. Yeah. Uh, and so Brandon, I'm super grateful for the opportunity to have spent time talking with you for the lessons that you're sharing to our uh, listeners. And uh, we're going to have to do this again. Uh, I want to respect everyone's time. I want to respect your time. Uh, I know your time is valuable. So before I let you go, uh, how can people find out more about you? How can they find out more about, you know, your, your business, your kettlebells, your supplements? Yeah, well, everything is well built with me. So um, I agree, we should do this again, because we probably we didn't even scratch the surface, Dude. I don't think, right? No, no. <laughs> That's how, that's what's awesome. I love the conversation um, with a man like you. But well built humans is like the mothership, and you can find well built supplements off of that. Well built kettlebells, and on Instagram and all the social media stuff, it's all the same. Well built. Yeah, humans, we'll well-built. have all the all the links in the show notes. But it's wellbuilthumans.com. Correct. And uh, dude, really, really a pleasure and honor. I appreciate you. We definitely. Uh, on the same wavelength in so many different uh, capacities. So it's, yeah, it's just great to bro out and, and connect. And so uh, we'll, we'll certainly do it again. And okay. Uh, okay. take care. Good luck with, uh, you know, continued growth of your business and uh, your wonderful family. And we'll catch up soon, man. Likewise. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, Grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple. 